Hi, and welcome to our podcast at Elim Life Church. We're really praying that you would be impacted by God's word as you listen today. If you've got any stories of answered prayer or you'd like to get in touch in any way, please contact us via our website, www.elimlifechurch.co.uk. God bless. can't quite believe it. Here we are in the building, as you know, live preaching today on the final Sunday that I have the privilege of being the pastor of Elim Life Church. It is really surreal, but what an opportunity to be able to speak on this final Sunday and declare the word of God. For those of you who connect to us last week in our broadcast, I hope you remember, but I really spoke about the cry of the heart, the cry of my heart and I believe the cry of so many people's hearts. And that cry is a cry that has been reiterated many times throughout history. Moses back in Exodus chapter 33, he revealed the cry of his heart as it was a time when he was moving on with the people of God. And he cried out to God and he said those amazing words. He said, God, I want you to teach me your ways. I want to know what it is for you to grant me your presence and for me, for you to show me your glory. And the truth is, as I stood in this building nearly 21 years ago now, I stood here and I really revealed the cry of my heart that we would know what it is for God to really teach us his ways, to grant us his presence and to show us his glory. And throughout the years, I believe that that hasn't just been my cry, but I believe it's been the cry of the church here that we've been a people who've longed to know what it is for God to teach us his ways, to grant us his presence and to show us his glory. You know, as I declared the word of God in this building nearly 21 years ago, I remember on that Sunday evening, I did a bit of a follow on from that Sunday morning. And I spoke on about believing to see the glory of God. And on that day, I really encouraged us to be a people that not only pray the prayer of Moses, as it were, but also to be a people who believe that in our time, in our day, in our age, in our own lives, in our community, in the places where we serve, in the places that we work, that we would know what it is to really believe, to see the glory of God. And you know, there's one verse that is taken from uh, John's Gospel, and chapter 11. And many of you know that story, well-known story about the story of Lazarus who was raised from the dead. And there's one verse there that has been so poignant to me throughout many, many years of following Jesus. And I remember there's been often times when I've stood and I've declared that verse. I remember on my ordination service that I stood in our conference in Prestatin. And I stood there and I declared that if you only believe, you will see the glory of God. I stood in this building on that Sunday evening. And once again, I declared, if you only believe, you will see the glory of God. And you know, over the past nearly 21 years, I want to tell you, we've seen some amazing things take place. There's been times where we've really known what it is for God's glory to be revealed in some amazing ways. At times I've stood back in awe and wonder as God has stepped in and we've seen something of his glory. 
as we've seen lives being changed and transformed for the gospel of Jesus Christ, as we've known what it is to see people being baptised in water, we've seen whole families come into relationship with God, we've seen part of our communities transformed by the love and by the life of God, and I've stood back in awe with many of you and said, wow, look at God's glory being revealed amongst us. God has truly kept true to his word. I love what it declares in Ephesians chapter 3, that he's a God who's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And he says, we have believed God for the glory, that we've known what it is for God to do abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. And today, on this final day, I want to encourage you as individuals I want to encourage the Church of Elim Life Church and anybody else maybe joining us around the world today. I want to encourage every single one of us to be those individuals, to be those people who really do continue to believe, to see the glory of God in no matter what situations that we face, that no matter what may be going on in our communities, no matter what may be going on in our towns, in our cities, in our regions, to be people who truly believe to see the glory of God. You know, in this great passage scripture in John chapter 11, we see there how the people faced an impossible situation. It was an impossible situation that we have here. And the reason why I say it was an impossible situation was because a man by the name of Lazarus was not just sick, but now he was dead. As word came out to Jesus that this man that Jesus loved, he was sick, but then eventually he died. You know, whilst Lazarus was still breathing, I'm sure that for lots of people, there was still hope that he was going to be okay, that he was going to get better. And yet when he heard, when Jesus heard that, that Lazarus was not only sick, but rather he was dead, I wonder what filled the heart of Jesus at that time. I wonder what filled the hearts of those individuals who loved Lazarus, his sisters, Mary and Martha, the other people that were around about him. For people, they thought it was over for Lazarus. It was an impossible situation. The thing was that Lazarus was dead. He was now in a tomb. He was in an impossible situation. And by the time that Jesus actually made the journey to the place called Bethany where Lazarus was, he'd been in the tomb for four days. To many people, they honestly thought there was no hope for Lazarus. It was over. It was finished. He was never going to breathe again. It was an impossible situation. In the natural, it was over. And the truth is that there are times when we all face things in our lives that are so-called impossible situations. We face them as individuals. We face them collectively as a church. We face them in the past. We face them in our community. We face them in our nation. We face them in our world today where it seems to be an impossible situation that there is no hope because everything is hopeless around about us. 
All we can see is death rather than life. And like what Mary and Martha said, sometimes it causes us to say, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And sometimes people ask the question, they've even said to me just recently, where is God in COVID-19? If God is real, why is this happening at this moment in time? And sometimes we haven't got the answers to the questions that people ask. But the incredible thing is that although the situation was hopeless to the individuals, it was not hopeless to God. God had a plan. But you know, for these people, it's because they found themselves in an impossible situation that they were filled with indescribable sorrow. In verse 32 and verse 33 of this great chapter, we read there that when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. In verse 35, it goes on to say that Jesus wept. The sorrow that was in the heart of Mary and Martha, the sister of Lazarus that day, was absolutely indescribable sorrow. The, their beloved Lazarus was dead. He was in the tomb for four days. It was a hopeless situation. The Jews that surrounded them were mourning. They were, they were tearful. They were sorrowful because of the circumstance. You know, the thing is, as I've just read to you, it wasn't just Mary and Martha and the Jews that were, were crying on that day, but it also says that none other than Jesus stood there that day and Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And the truth is, there's times when we face impossible situations. And there are times when it, we know what it is for indescribable sorrow just to, to well up on the very depths of our beings. And I want to say today, there's nothing wrong with tears. I know that many of you in Elim Life Church have experienced what it is to, to see me cry on so many different occasions. Sometimes, yes, the tears of joy, and yet at times the tears of sorrow. And sometimes we're filled with sorrow because of the situations that we find ourselves in that are around about us. I want to say today there's nothing wrong with shedding the tears. There's nothing wrong with weeping at times because of not only what we experience, but because of what people are experiencing around about us. You know, the Bible actually declares that we need to weep with those who weep. And I look back on 21 years nearly, and I can remember how often I've stood with some of you at the bedside of loved ones who've passed from this life into eternity, and I've wept tears of sorrow with you. That we've been through some anguish, we've been through some heartache, some of the things that have taken place in our community over the years. I remember when somebody got murdered on, just up from, on the Hawthorne Road. Our hearts broke at that time as we hear some of the devastation that goes on in our community. We're called to be those people who have indescribable sorrow. You know, the thing for Jesus was that sorrow moved him to action. 
that sorrow actually moved him to action. I want to say we need to be a people who are not only filled with sorrow, but our sorrow needs to move us to action. It's called compassion. Well, there's an overflow of the feeling that we have in the depths of our being that says we need to do something about what is going on around about us. We need to do something about the situation. And that is what I love about Elim Life Church, that for the time that I've had the privilege of pastoring this church, we've not only seen what's going on around about us and for oh, that's such a shame, but actually we've been willing to do something about it. We have been moved to action. And I want to encourage you, churches, that in the days that lie ahead, be moved to action. Don't simply be in a situation that seems impossible and be filled with sorrow and say, well, what can we do apart from cry? We can do something about the situations that we find ourselves in. What action Jesus took that day. When Jesus said unto the people that were gathered, take away the stone, verse 39, take away the stone. What a ridiculous thing to do. Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. The stench, the smell, the decay that would have come to his body at that point would have been absolutely immense. And they even communicated that. But Jesus said, it's time to roll the stone away. I want to tell you, there are some stones that we need to take away. There's some stones that we need to be willing to move to one side in order to make way for the solution that only God can bring about. At times, it doesn't make sense to remove the stone, but really what it is, it's our belief in action that we're not just saying that we're going to long to see the glory of God. We're going to be people that don't just believe to see the glory of God, but actually our belief, our faith is going to be in action. And therefore, we are going to simply start to remove the stone out of the way in order that the glory of God can be seen. You know, I remember years ago when, when racism was so rampant in our community here. And yet I felt that God gave me a vision, a dream where we would know what it is to reach people of all nations. And we started an English language school. I want to tell you, thank you, God, that we were willing to move some stones out of the way in order that we would see something of the glory of God revealed. And I remember the often times how I had the opportunity of speaking to English language school at Christmas and Easter and explain to people as Christians, this is what we believe. And the great thing was that here these people were recording me speaking and it went across to many different nations around the world. What was happening, we were moving a little bit of a stone out of the way in order that the glory of God could be seen and bring about a solution to the situations that surround us. You know what authority over death was displayed that day. As Jesus in a loud voice called out in verse 43, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out. What power and authority was displayed on that day? 
as Jesus who is the resurrection and the life. The one who said, let there be light and there was light, spoke and at that point, no death, hell and the grave could keep Lazarus down, but rather he came out on that day. I'm so glad that Jesus still has the power and the authority over every impossible situation. And what a moment it must have been for those people who were gathered around the tomb as they saw something of God's glory being displayed as Lazarus came out on that day. What a moment it was. Because these people had dared to believe, to see the glory of God. What a moment it was, as Jesus said unto them, uh, release Lazarus from his grave clothes and let him go. As they unbound him that day, he was completely and absolutely free. He was completely and absolutely whole. He was well and he walked free that day because Jesus had stepped in and showed something of the glory and the majesty and the splendor of God. And I'm so thrilled today that God still holds the key to incredible solutions. As we partner with him and when we do what he asks of us, I want to say to Elim Life Church, whatever you do in the days to come, as you face some impossible situations and sometimes sorrow rises up within you, still believe that God is able to bring about a solution because he still is the great I am. He's not simply the great I was or the great I will be. He is the great I am. You know what took place that day? not only affected the life of Lazarus, but many others of people around about them because it became an inspiring sign that many people, it says in verse 45, it says there many of the Jews who'd come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, they believed in him. What an amazing thing took place. Revival took place because the glory of God was revealed. I want to say to Elim Life Church, to everybody who's watching this, that our belief can bring about an incredible miracle and it can be the means of leading other people to the Lord Jesus Christ. As I bring it to a close today, I want to encourage all of us to keep on believing, to see the glory of God. Be a, be a people who are willing to move any stones out of the way in order to make it happen. I remember as I sat in our interview uh, over 21, well, about 21 years ago, I remember saying on that day, don't just wait for things to happen, make them happen. I know it's not by might. I know it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. But the truth is that God asks us to do something. And I want to encourage you, church, I believe that you're going to see God's glory in ways like we haven't even experienced over the past 20 plus years. There's more glory to come as you are a people who keep on believing and put your faith into action. I'm going to pray right now. And as I do, I believe that God is stirring some of you today. That's saying that we're going to keep on believing 
that our God, the God that we love and the God that we serve is able to turn graves into gardens. I believe he's going to do that in King Standing. He's going to do that right across the north of Birmingham because that's the God that we love and the God that we serve as we are a people who believe, who cry out to God for his glory to be seen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word today. Thank you that your word is alive and it is active, that it has the power to change and transform people's lives. And Father God, I just want to pray today, God, that for every single one of us, that no matter what the situation may be that we face right now, in our own lives, in, in our church, collectively in our community, that God, that we would always believe to see your glory revealed. And God, I thank you for your glory that's going to be revealed in individual lives. Thank you for your glory that's going to be revealed in your church here. Thank you for your glory that's going to be revealed in King Standing right across the north of Birmingham. As the people say, we will do whatever you call us to do. We'll roll the stone out of the way in order that the miracle can happen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I searched the world But it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise And treasures that fade Are never enough Then you came along And put me back together
So we are going to show you a highlight reel, highlighting John and Sam's 20 years serving at Elim Life Church, North Birmingham. Now, some of you may remember, back in November, we showed this when celebrating their 20th anniversary. So if you're watching this for the first time, go grab your camera because you're going to see some pictures and some videos that you are going to need to capture. <laughs> Enjoy. Sam, Olivia, Charlotte and Hope, what can we say for all that you've invested and sown into the life of Elam Life Church? Thank you seems a small word, but I'm going to attempt on behalf of the church and the leadership to give a thank you. 
Thank you for modelling servant leadership. Thank you for being people of faith, who are faithful and faith-filled, willing to say yes to the adventures of God. Thank you for showing us how to worship God and to love him well. And thank you for showing us how to love others and to love our community. You are all going to be so missed, but we are so grateful to God for all that you've invested and sown into the whole of North Birmingham through Elin Life Church. We are praying God's greatest blessings and riches on you as you move into a new season. And we'll be forever grateful for all that you've given to us at Elon Life Church. So God bless and all the best for the future. We're excited to hear the stories that you'll be sharing of all that God is doing with you and in you and through you. Wow, so many memories over 20 plus years. John and Sam, what an incredible highlights reel. And we know that that really is only a snapshot of what life's been like over the last 20 plus years. So we wanna take a few moments to interview with John and Sam. And then on behalf of the church, I'm gonna pray for them and present them with the gifts that we've got them, just as a small token of our thank you. But before we get there, relax. <laughs> Chill. Chill, breathe. This is the weirdest thing to be doing this this way, but we're so glad that many of you are joining in Sorry. online. Yeah. And so I know that we haven't got time to reveal all of the highlights of over the last 20 years, but maybe would you just share with people online and those who are watching just a few of your highlights um, over the last 20 years? Ladies first or? <laughs> okay, <clears throat> gentlemen first then. So yeah, 20 years or nearly 21 years, there are so many uh, different members and um, I was thinking back to some of the first things that we had the privilege of doing here um, at Elim Life Church. For those who've been around for those 20 years, you may remember that one of the first things that we did to reach our community with the love and life of God uh, was the Jesus Video Project. I've heard all about that project, you, you know. You know, <laughs> it was amazing. We literally saw an army of people mobilized wow. to go to every door and give every man, woman, boy and a girl, the opportunity to hear and to respond to the gospel of Amazing. Jesus. I don't quite know how long it took us, but about 20, about 25,000 homes, I think it wow. was, wow. that we went to, I know, I know. and uh, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know, um, when I first came, I really felt God say to me, you need to put the church on the map. Yeah. And so I really sensed that wherever people went, I wanted the church to be. And uh, so we took our worship team out, we took our face painters out, our balloon modelers out, and we did all those kind of things in Grace Church, in One Stop, wherever we could go, in the Sutton Carnival, King Standing Carnival, just really taking the church out into the community. And then who remembers the community open days? This place was completely and absolutely transformed. We had clothing rails up and down this building where people could come and get new and new, nearly new clothes and just have a great experience of the love and the life of yeah. God. And so it was absolutely amazing. But you know, it's not just those early days, but it's what's gone on ever since then. I think of all the trips to Tanzania, the amount yeah. of people oh my that I took yeah. on mission yeah. 
It's unbelievable. Yeah. And people keep saying to me, remember it was you, so and so I came, and I'm like, I ain't got a clue. <laughs> it all blues into one and it's a lot of eggs, right? <laughs> a, a lot of eggs, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, there's so many things. So how about you, Sam? Oh, gosh, so many. Um, how about the day trips to Weston? Yes! Yeah, Come on, do you remember those, those ones? Um, five double-decker buses wow. filled with so many community folks, and it was just amazing. Yeah. Those walking up and down those buses all the way to Weston and back. Yeah and just seeing families just enjoy a fantastic right. day out yeah, yeah. at the seaside and just something that they might never ever Absolutely. do and we were a part of that for these yeah. families for so, so me that was yeah. amazing wasn't it I, do, do, i don't know if you remember the story about one mom saying you know this is the first time yeah. my little child has ever felt wow. sand between their yeah. toes yeah. Yeah. and that was just incredible really yeah. you know and uh, it's been amazing anything else um, kids club amazing yeah. so taking on from what Bill Wilson has started in New York just going to homes of children who might never right. ever see another yeah. adult in the week apart from obviously in, in school time yeah but just loving the children walking those streets of King Standing yeah. and praying over children knocking on their doors and seeing them do their coloring sheets with their yeah. Bible memory yeah. verse yeah because that was incredible was yeah and just and being able to and people in the church today from yeah. That. Yeah. Our youth pastor. Oh yeah, a youth pastor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. Um, what yeah. else? Just. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how many people we've seen get saved. Yeah. For me, that trumps everything. Yeah. To see people getting saved, people getting baptized in water, and even this year. We've seen people get know, saved. Amazing. We've got people who are waiting to get baptized like in water. <laughs> Absolutely saying, when am I going to be able to get baptized? And for me, that's amazing. And to see whole families, yeah. not just individual, but one comes and then so many more people yeah. come. And um, even people that were at the back who were like would come to check us out. Yeah. And they got saved. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, Christmas Spectacular. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think I was sharing the other day, my first ever Christmas Spectacular, yeah. there's a picture of me collapsed around the back <laughs> of the building because yeah. I didn't realise quite how much stamina yeah. it was going to require yeah. thousands of people. Yeah, just seeing the church mobilised into action, yeah. wasn't it? Just loving our community and just being hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, somebody reminds me that the first Christmas spectacular that we ever did, I was on the top platform there and I stood there with my head in my hands and this person came up to me and said, what's wrong? I said, what on earth have I done? Look at the building. I could not see any carpet. All I could see was people. And it was amazing. Think about it as well, Santa's sleigh. Yeah. I mean, God gave me that dream, gave me that vision. And the first year we went out for five nights wow. and we did like two and a half thousand houses yeah. over five nights. And you came with us, church. Yeah. And that's what I've always yeah. loved about you, church. That if I said, come on, I believe God's given me a vision, God's given me a dream. Yeah. The people said, yeah, we're in, yeah. we're up for it, we're coming. Yeah. So yeah. many memories. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard, isn't it, to try and capture yeah. 20 plus years. I mean, as we're talking on the interview, there'll be some images and slides that come up of just a few more highlights of, of what kind of John and Sam and Olivia and Charlotte and Hope have been involved in over the 20 plus years. Um, but in that time, you've changed. Yeah. In that time, yeah. the church has changed. Yeah. It's grown. It's really discovered. We've grown it's like, older. I didn't want to say <laughs> that, but uh, <laughs> we're embracing the great people. We're embracing the great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but just just really briefly, what do you think are some of the lessons you've learned about discipleship or leadership in this time? You know, being in one place and investing so much yeah. into a group of people. Yeah. I've always said it's always about people. Yeah. You know, over the years, we have done so many different programs. We've started some things that have been really successful, some things that haven't, and we've dropped them. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what we need to do. But above everything else it's all about people yeah and you know for over 20 years we've had the privilege of leading people mm -hmm. but you lead out of place of love yeah love good. is central to everything and i honestly believe that if people know that you love them they're willing for to be led by you mm -hmm. and uh, i think that's one of the greatest keys i found is actually you just need to keep on loving people mm -hmm. and that no matter the size of church grows obviously that changes over time the way that you can be really intimate with people up face to face yeah. but actually people need to know that you love them yeah. and uh, for me that's just been the one of the greatest keys yeah i love the last few lines of the song so will i you're the one who never leaves the one behind and i think for us We've just loved journeying with people so much and we just don't want to leave anyone behind. Yeah. And I think that's what we've tried yeah. to do, um, to lead people and don't let anyone be left behind yeah. and be inclusive yeah. um, and listen to people, take time to listen to people, so really listen to people, you know, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, I think there. that relationship, you know, I think people would know that you're both very relational yeah. and a lot of the stuff that happens isn't necessarily in a platform on a Sunday. No. It's yeah. that meeting it's, Sam, you're so yeah. good at this, that meeting someone for yeah. coffee and encouraging their discipleship. Yeah. Or John, it's that going yeah. for a walk in a park with Absolutely. someone and just yeah. chewing them on, you yeah. know? And, and the way that you've kind of led relationally has been amazing to, mm. to watch and be a part yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, and I think the other thing is, I've got, I've got a bit of iteration going on here, <laughs> um, but it's about loving people, but also leaning into God. Yeah. Um, and listening to his voice above every other voice yeah. you know there's some great church growth programs that are out there and uh, great voices but actually the voice that as a leader you need to hear louder than any other voice yeah. is the voice of God Absolutely. and um, I know I've used this story many times but God really spoke to me a few years ago when he just said, you just need to lean into me. Yeah. And it was a whole illustration when I was carrying hope and she was yeah. leaning away from me and my back was hurting. And I said, just lean in. And she just said to me, but dad, if I lean in, I can't see where we're going. Mm. I said, hope, you don't need to lean in. I said, you don't need to see where you're going, you just need to lean in. And I felt God say to me, Jonathan, that's all you need to do. Yeah. And right now in a, in a new season where it's really hard. Yeah. We are literally saying, God, we've heard you and we're going to lean into yeah. you. It's amazing. Yeah. Are there any sort of, you know, before I come to pray with you and to present you a few gifts, really a small token of our gratitude. Are there any sort of final words you want to say to Eden Life Church and our community? And I'm trying really hard not to cry, but we have <laughs> tissues, so let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been a real joy and privilege just to be involved in your lives um, on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, it's not from, you know, it's not just on a Sunday. It's from Monday to Sunday, you know, every month of, you know, the year. Um, and uh, one of Jonathan's minister colleagues sent him a lovely text message to say, well done, John, you've loved the people well. Mm. And that really hit me and it's and I, I just felt God just say, you know, yes, you've loved the people well and we can both say hand on heart, it's been our joy That's to right. love the people well because it's been so easy to love you, you know, 
we've never had any problems and you know we've had cer certain things that happen in ministry but that it's comes life. by the way yeah. doesn't it it's life but it's been our joy to love you yeah absolutely i can't believe that this will be my final words uh, to you as a scattered as it were congregation sorry I don't need to apologise. We always know you're the more emotional one, it's fine. <laughs> but it has been absolutely amazing yeah. privilege to lead you. And I know there's people that are watching this screen uh, right now, and you were the people that even took a risk with us uh, nearly 21 years ago. When we came for that interview, and we wasn't the people on paper to join you. But I want to say thank you to you folks for saying yes, because we wouldn't be here today. If that hadn't been the case, we know it's God, but also God uses people. Yeah. And as Sam said, we've led for this 21 years. It's been amazing. And over the past few weeks, we have shed lots of tears. And it's not just me, Sarah. Uh, we have shed lots and lots of tears. And my final words to you today are actually from uh, uh, God, God's word. And it's actually... A little bit funny in some ways maybe but it's where Paul says goodbye to the Ephesian elders and it says there in, in uh, Acts chapter 20 and verse 36 says when Paul had finished speaking he knelt down with all of them and prayed in just a moment I'm gonna uh, read a prayer to you if that's okay but he goes on to say they all wept <laughs> As they embraced him and kissed him. No, we're now, not social distancing. physical distancing <laughs> is in place. So there's none of that. Anybody who's in the room right now, you can't do any of that. But it says that they yeah, that. embraced him and kissed him. He goes on to say what grieved them most was his statement that they would never uh, see his face again. I, don't, I think you will see my face again. I really hope uh, that you will. But we know that today brings the end of uh, an amazing chapter, an incredible chapter that we've had a part to play in the lives of so many individuals. And it is with sorrow, it's with sadness, but also gladness at the same time that we've been able to be part of your lives and you've been able to be part of our lives. So on that day, Paul knelt down and he prayed. And I'm going to speak this prayer over you today. For this reason, I kneel before the Father. It's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives his name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you've been rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp mm -hmm. how wide and long and high and yes. deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God now to him who is able to do immeasurably mm -hmm. more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power there's at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus yeah. throughout all generations, forever and forever. Amen. 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 Amen.
Well, I love that God's got a bit of a sense of humor because the verses that God gave me to read over you are Ephesians chapter 3. <laughs> Verses 14 to 21. So I, we, I promise you, we have not had this conversation ahead no. of time, but clearly the Holy Spirit is up to something. So I know this might be weird for you watching at home, but can I ask you, if you're physically able, would you stand? We can't stand here because of the way the cameras are positioned, but would you stand? Because if we were in the building, we would be standing and we would be reaching out our hands towards John and Sam. And because of physical distancing, we can't do that. We can't physically lay hands on, but you can do that. So I know it may seem a little bit odd, but I'm gonna raise my hands towards them as a representation of all your prayers as we pray together for them. And then we'll present them with some lovely, nice things. But isn't that amazing that God gave yeah. us the same verse? So yeah. our prayer back to you is this. So let's pray. For this reason, we kneel and stand before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. We pray that out of his glorious riches, he will strengthen you, Jonathan, Sam, Olivia, Charlotte, and Hope. He will strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And we pray that you as a family will be rooted and established in love that you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people in rugby and beyond <laughs> to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you, Jonathan, Sam, Olivia, Charlotte and Hope, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more then we all ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church, at Elim Life Church and rugby and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. 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 And if you're watching and you have dry eyes, now's the time to let your tears flow. <laughs> I'm going to hand the tissues over to Sam and then we're going to get to the nice bit where we get to present with Rianne's help behind the scenes some gifts really that are simply a token of our thank you on behalf of you church for Jonathan and Sam and Olivia Hope and Charlotte. Um, it's been wonderful that the Little Seeds team have got together and got Hope a gift which we'll give her later. The Elevate team have got together and they've got Charlotte um, a present again which we'll give to her later and then the Young Adults team have got together to give a gift for Olivia because we wanted every single one in the family to know just how much you mean to us and so these are your gifts. So behind me the wonders of technology Rianne is going to appear with a, pr a presentation of gifts it feels like the generation game so wow. Sam wow. I mean these are mostly for you Whoa. but John you can have a look at them Whoa. as well now we know that you love all those kind of beautiful pastel colors so, so. <laughs> yeah good news I won't have to buy any for you <laughs> so yeah if you want to pop them down on the floor Oh, and then, so at your 20th celebration, people wrote messages oh, yeah. and put pictures. And so Rianne has been putting all of these together for all of the messages from your 20th celebration last November. Because although we aren't able to do what we would love to do to celebrate you today, I'm so glad we had that moment, sure. you know? So you won't be able to look at that today and it might make you cry, but there's a lot of reading there for you. Brilliant. Okay, we've got some more Thank things you. coming. Yeah. We might need a we truck need more space. to sort you out. <laughs> so in here, there's um, a photo book. 
um, and a card with a gift of finance in there. Wow. But essentially the photo book Karen put together people emailed in photos and emailed in messages and it's all in there but it's like 70 pages long so again um, just a really lovely keepsake for you can I just say we've got our one from 10 years yeah. and we've been getting it out a lot over oh, the past few weeks there we are that's yeah. so good okay yeah, next thank you now this is a piece of prophetic art yeah. from Helen Yousaf wow. so I've left it in the bubble wrap wow. And there's a message on the back from Helen is an incredible worship leader and prophetic artist who's part of the Ely movement. And so we commissioned a specific piece for you. Wow. Um, and on the back, it tells you what all the different things represent. Stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> so we will have this on display this afternoon. If you've booked your slot in, you'll see these up close and personal. Wow. And then this one is an original also. We know how much you both love Sutton Park. And so the Skelton family, we wanted to present you with this. So the Dorman family have been out three or four times trying to capture the perfect picture. And then Hannah's framed it for you. We just thought what a lovely reminder in your home as you move. So, yeah. Oh, man, we're all weeping now. There we are. I think that's it for now. There's going to be a few other things that will happen this wow. afternoon. So, I <laughs> so, church... We know that, I'm going to tell them what we're doing this afternoon now. So because we are not able to gather in a building, we have a garden goodbye. So on the lawn at Feezy, we have set some stuff up and people have booked in a slot and you're going to get to see lots and lots of people who are going to be coming this afternoon. Um, we've got you some sandwiches, so you're all good. Um, who'll be able to come and see not you and spend... <laughs> And spend a few moments with you, um, all properly physically distanced, um, so that we can do Lovely. that with you this afternoon. And now I just want to introduce the next thing that's coming. Church, stay online, because we've got a little bit more coming this, this kind of morning for you. We've got some more sung worship. But the wonderful children of Elam Life Church have put together a prayer and a blessing for you as a family. So over to you guys. Thank you. And be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I pray for Sam, John and the girls as they go through this new chapter in rugby. I hope you'll put your bless upon them and that they will have a great time preaching. Also, it's a bless to have them here. We will hope for the best in their life and everything that happens to them and that they were the best thing in church and they really light up everything in jesus name amen Get it. 
That is you. 